Children of all ages, welcome to the Conspiracy Castle. I'm your conspiracy asshole. Prime time, 99, Alex Stein, and we have a very special guest. That's right, the one, the only, James Butler. He is a, a Democratic candidate for mayor in Washington, D.C. It's an honor to have you, James. How are you doing on this lovely, uh, lovely Tuesday afternoon, my friend? Alex, I am doing well, and greetings from the nation's capital of the world, Washington, uh, okay. D.C., Okay. Um, it's uh, good to see you on this video. I've, I've seen you all around and uh, really, really nice to meet you. Wow. Okay. Well, that makes me feel good. And so this is why I had you on, though. I was like, man, this this James Butler guy is a pretty smart guy or tough guy because he went to, you know, uh, you've heard of me. And listen, I consider myself a populist more so than like a conservative or Democrat. So I see you're obviously out there willing to speak to anybody. So I was like, you know what? If this guy's going to talk to anybody, I'm going to talk to him back because that's the type of person I am. I think that's the only way we get any civil discourse or any. Uh, that's how we fix our, our problems is we talk it out instead of having, you know, I'm a conflict interventionist. Instead of having a war of words, we need to talk and talk it out. So I really appreciate you coming on the show. So, James, tell me, how can you fix Washington, D.C.? Because right now it's in a pretty bad place, in my opinion. Yeah, it's, it's tough, Alex. You got that right. I will say this. You and I on the uh, political same plane with regards to populism. I really do believe that there aren't that many differences uh, in America because but we've become a lot more polarized over the last maybe 20 years. But that difference, that gap between us is actually pretty, pretty small when it comes down to it. And um, look, I am a, a very moderate Democrat in the district, and I have been kept out of some of the debates. But those debates that I have been in, I have put my very, very uh, left-leaning uh, opponents uh, up against the ropes. Uh, they are all three defund the police Democrats. And, and that's not the way to keep our city safer in this country. So I have been known and I have been ostracized as the law and order uh, candidate, as if that's a bad thing, law and order. And so what we plan to do is something that we major U.S. cities have needed to do for quite some time but the leaders in these cities have not had the backbone, have not had the courage to really go out and do it. 
And that is we need to get folks home alive. And you don't do that by decriminalizing everything and stripping your public safety budgets, uh, eroding your police force, eroding. And when you erode and cut the numbers of your police force, you erode the morale of your police force. That's not how you keep our city safer. We're going to put more police officers on the street, almost a quarter more police officers than we have now. We have an overburdened police force of only 3,600 police officers in it on MPD. You're talking the nation's capital of America. Now, we have other police departments, obviously, in the nation's capital, but they don't have jurisdiction over a lot of our issues. So people are dying on a daily basis due to, uh, you know, gun violence, uh, errant gunfire. Um, we have carjackings, which erupt into violence. We have a well, loitering well, problem. Let me cut you off real quick. You know, that carjacking, there's Absolutely. two under, well, there's two underage uh, girls that, that tried to carjack an Uber Eats driver and murdered him. And Muriel Bowser got him out of jail within, I believe, 48 hours. So why is Muriel Bowser, and I know, uh, why is she so bad? Is she, is she bought and sold by George Soros, in your opinion? Like, why would, well, like, what I'm saying is, why isn't she common sense? Common sense, it got, if people kill somebody, they should be in jail. I mean, isn't that just common sense? The truth of the matter is, I don't know who she's bought and sold by. I, I do know this. She's not serving the best will and the interests of the people. That I can say, Alex, without any question or equivocation. She is not. When criminals create these heinous crimes, uh, yeah, we, we don't want to be overly overzealous on crime uh, and punish people where, you know, giving them, giving them punishment where it doesn't fit the crime. But at the same time, there are victims and people need to understand when you engage in an act, there are consequences for those acts. We're not sending the right message out to society, young and old, when we slap people on the wrist for these heinous crimes. When you die, you ain't coming back. And that's one thing we have failed to do. Now, we're coming to the point in our city where we're going to need to have the same talk that London Breed did with San Francisco. The frustrated, up over my ears, uh, you know, I have had it with all the, but, but that's what we're doing. We're decriminalizing everything. We're allowing, allowing you know, my opponents are, are, are proposing to allow kids to be vaxxed uh, as young as 12 years old without their parental consent. That's disturbing to me. Yeah. I want to decriminalize prostitution. That is not the way to make a city safer, Alex. And that's why they want to quell my voice. That's why they want to, to shut me up, because I don't work for a machine. I'm a Democrat. But I don't work for a machine, machine like Muriel Bowser or my opponent, uh, Robert, the, the councilman. They have literally, literally a fault to erode our police force and the morale of our police force. So in your opinion, is that the biggest uh, cancer in the city right now is the lack of morale in the police force and just how the lawlessness of D.C.? Is that in your the, was that the biggest problem plaguing yeah, the city? It, 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 it's a huge issue, Alex. Uh, in almost uh, most major America cities, it's becoming an issue. But D.C. Uh, has the distinction right now of having a 20-year a, a high in crime. We give Muriel Bowser another four years. Uh, I would shudder to see what it might become. I, I would think we'd be nearly 30-year high in crime. I honestly do. We need a law and order candidate that's going to be tough on crime, tough on violent crime, bring back the morale of our police force, increase the number of police officers, interdict the illegal guns coming into the district and making ghost guns a thing of the past. 
That's what we need. Someone who's not afraid to do the hard stuff in democracy. I've said it before. I'll say it again. I am afraid of nothing but my creator. Yeah, I know. Well, it's funny you say that. So not a lot of Democrats, I think a lot of them would tend to be atheists or at least fake Christians. I mean, you look at a lot of the Democrats. No, I mean, that's that's serious. I mean, a lot of these Democrats they talk about now, the biggest issue right now, the biggest hot button issue is abortion. Now, personally, I don't think I think abortion should be outlawed. I mean, you know, the heartbeat bill in Texas up to six weeks. I think that's about a fair amount after six weeks. You know, the baby should. This is why, because if you got in a drunk driving accident and I hit a pregnant woman, I killed her and the baby, I would be charged with a double harm. Homicide. So I guess, what is your opinion on on abortion, James? Oh, Alex, I knew you were going to walk me down that road. Well, it's the biggest, it's the biggest thing. It's the, it's the hottest thing now. What the heck? As a politician, you're going to be asked about this. As of of last night, as of last night, it has hit the nation uh, very hard. uh, Where Roe v. Wade is likely to be stricken uh, by the court. Uh, I think there's an opinion authored by uh, Justice Alito that uh, hence that, or even almost implies, well, is certainly direct uh, that there's a draft opinion that uh, Roe v. Wade will be stricken. Uh, I am a Christian. I do believe in uh, the, the rights uh, to uh, life for the living. I, I will say my your your opinion differs from mine on abortion. Mm-hmm. I do stand by the previous precedent of the court on Roe v. Wade. Uh, and I, I do believe that that should not uh, Roe v. Wade should not have been stricken. Uh, so wow. we won't agree on everything. That's Alex, fine. No, that's you, fine. And, and it, I, I appreciate it, that you. But, but this is my thing. What about the what about this is say a Black Lives Matter? I actually believe Black Lives Matter, even though they misappropriated a lot of the funds. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about in general. I want to help black people. What do you think about Planned Parenthood being in yeah. predominantly black and urban neighborhoods, in your opinion, James, do you think that's accidental? I think that certainly has disproportionate. No, I, I and I think that's a problem. I think that has disproportionately hurt uh, black families, uh, the uh, kind of the universe of black families. And that's a part I don't like about it. But because I don't like some parts of, of it doesn't mean I don't like, you know, the whole. So uh, there are parts about Planned Parenthood and those sorts of things that I'm not necessarily Uh, in favor of how I do believe they have really targeted minority neighborhoods. But I think their intent is good. I think the outcome is bad with Planned Parenthood in many respects to predominantly minority neighborhoods. But, you know, um, dissent is good in this country. Dissent has made this country that you can sit there and I think you're in Texas, right? Yeah, Dallas. Yes, sir. God God, God bless Texas. Yeah. No, well, yeah, I've got lots of friends in Texas. God bless Washington, D.C. We need Washington. God God, needs to focus on D.C. Texas is fine. (laughs) We got a lot of God. God God needs to go to D.C. We got a lot of God here. Okay, sorry. Trust Um, me. I was just talking with uh, my good friend Jessica, uh, who lives in Texas, from from Texas. She just moved there and uh, loves the state and is adjusting to some things. She moved there from San Diego. Uh, but I, I kind of am plugging her in this because I said I'd give her a little shout out on the show. There you go. So, uh, <laughs> I appreciate that. Okay. I, I, well, tell me this. So what do you think about the denuclearization of the black family? You know, do you think that's accidental now? Do you look at the, you look at the numbers of young black men and women raised without a father because I do believe in systemic racism, even though I'm a conservative populist, whatever. A lot of people say, oh, a lot of people on my side of the aisle say, oh, well, systemic racism doesn't exist. Well, I do believe that our criminal justice system disproportionately affects people of color that probably don't have access to the same sort of funds or same same sort of you know legal protection. 
as a lot of affluent white people. So for me, I do believe there is a system that uh, oppresses black people and people are going to go, Alex, you're crazy. You're a liberal loony for saying that. But I do feel. So what do you think? How do we how do we stabilize the black family and get them back so it's not denuclearized? So the mother and the father is with the son and daughter. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Alex, I'm actually refreshed and surprised to hear you say that mm-hmm. because you and I are on accord in that regard. I grew up, you know, my, my, uh, you know, from birth to adulthood with the mom and the dad, both present in the house, my father, minister. Look how successful you, know, you are um, real quick. I just cut you off. See, look how successful, look how important that is. Sorry. Go ahead. I had to say that. You know, <laughs> thank you, Alex. But, but, you know, I appreciate the accolades, but the truth of the matter is when you have a mom and the dad in the house, your chances of success are much higher. I truly believe with a stable home. You can have all the boys and girls clubs in the world, all the rec centers in the world. And you know what? If the home is unstable, your chances of being unstable as a young adult are probably heightened exponentially. There's no question in my mind. So I really do believe we need to focus more on the family. I think we need to start with churches. I think we need to also target single moms, single dads, where there's not there. We can get them mentors early on. We can get them involved early on to ensure that they can see, you know, a mom and a dad in the household. And if not a mom and a dad, maybe a a mom and a father figure or a father and a mother figure. We can do that. But that's hard stuff that all of my opponents, career politicians, will never, ever be able to see. They're not talking about it because it's too, it makes their job too hard. They wouldn't be able to sit down there and collect a salary and do all of these things. I should add that all of my opponents currently work, all three of my opponents currently work for the city now in some capacity, either council person or mayor, taking city money for that. And I am not taking a single dollar. One, I don't work for the city, but two, uh, I am not having my fund, my campaign funded by taxpayers through something known as the fair elections. I'm the only candidate not doing that. I don't believe that the taxpayers should have to pay for my campaign. Okay, well, but go, let's go back. And I appreciate that. And I like that. I think that's good. Okay, so let's go back to when you talk about the families. What do, What is your opinion on sports? And the reason why I bring that up, because this is another hot button issue. We talk about Leah Thomas. Leah Thomas is a transgender woman that swam on the men's team for three and a half years. On um, three years, was ranked 457. Then was able to take hormone uh, reassignment or hormone uh, therapy and was able to swim against the women and become the number one female swimmer. So, I, I mean, obviously, I really I'm not against trans people. I think people over the 18 should be able to do whatever they want. But as a mayor, will you protect women's sports or what do you think about biological men competing against women in sports, in your opinion, Jim? Um, I, I, I do believe that has been a problem. I believe it still is a problem. And um I will uh, ensure that there are classes in sports uh, in our high schools and and, and, and junior, middle schools. I think that's important. I think it's important that we protect and have classes. We can also have uh, classes for transgender pe- persons um, that, you know, but it's inherently, uh, you know, uh, unfair when you have someone that is biologically one uh, sex uh, take hormone replacement, but yet their body hasn't fully evolved through the process. I really do believe it, it is unfair. Uh, say, for example, they're transitioning to uh, a woman and they were born a biological man. I think 
you know, because of the process and how long it might take that women, if they're participating in a woman's sport, they could be unfairly disadvantaged. So I think we might need to create a separate class. That's really a based answer, based in reality. I really appreciate that. Okay, so tell me this, though. Now, right, what's going on? I know we already talked about the abortion, and you understand you kind of agree with Roe versus Wade, but just real quick, not as your candidate, what's the vibes in the city right now? On TV, they're showing a lot of people protesting. Is it is it affecting your everyday life? Have you seen a lot of people protesting? What Give us some kind of man on the street. What's happening in D.C. right well, now? Well, you, you know what happened last night? I, I don't live uh, extremely far from the Capitol. From my living room, I can see the dome of the Capitol. Uh, and I run literally within feet of the Capitol every day on my morning runs and so on. Uh, so I, I saw the, uh, the events of January 6th. Um, I saw the, you know, so I'm very close uh, to the Capitol, not too far from the Supreme Court. Uh, it's early yet. Let me just say that. So uh, the feel on the street is uh, DC is heavily Democrat. Obviously, uh, there is a sentiment uh, of objections to Roe v. Wade. Uh, and I'm part of that objection to Roe v. Wade being overturned. Uh, being that it's a largely Democrat city, uh, you know, people aren't happy in this city about it. But it's kind of business as usual. Uh, there are our group of pro-lifers that have assembled as of last night, uh, late or early this morning, I think one, two in the morning. And they are um, being very vocal at this point, as I understand. And so... Uh, I think what we need to look for, Alex, I, you will see in the coming days uh, that it will be a little more colorful, shall I say. Well, the, re- uh, the I reason think we why need I, to watch. The reason why I ask is I'm thinking about coming up there because I want to film some content. So I kind of wanted to be a little wild personally. But uh, so you, you brought up a good you point. You are already wild. I know. I'm a wild <laughs> child. I had a bunch of mental health issues. I was dropped on my head as a baby. I think that's why. But forget about me. Let's talk about January 6th a little bit. So you were around January 6th. And I know people that went there because of we can only say so much because this is streaming on about excuse me 11 different platforms. But on YouTube, you have to say the election was 100% correct. So that's what we're saying for YouTube. But I believe on January 6th, a lot of those people were entrapped personally. You know, that what they thought they were going to do was, you know, uh, they thought what they, they were under, um, I, I had to put this in a very nuanced way because of the censorship. I believe that a lot of people were there under, uh, positive, like they were, what they thought they were doing something positive and they got entrapped into doing something bad. So I guess, what what do you think? What is your overall opinion on what happened on January 6th? Well, I, I can give you my opinion, and I will. Uh, I run on the Capitol grounds every day. Uh, when I'm running, I don't spit on the grounds. I don't run on the grass. I don't accidentally run on the grass. The con- constitution of this country is very sacred to me. Uh, the uh, process of government and a free democracy is extraordinarily sacred to me. Our nerve center of government is extremely sacred to me, that being the U.S. Capitol. Uh, and um, I, I really, when I look, when I run around it, I am uh, very, very careful how I run on those grounds. I can't even fathom the thought of how uh, I would have walked in that building on that day without any permission. I know people's emotions were high about an election that people felt very strongly about. Yeah. But I'm telling you the respect that I have for our Constitution, our forms of government, not just the buildings that represent, but the people who are duly elected to serve in them. And I will tell you this. I would have never done that. I think it was more than bad judgment. I don't believe it was entrapment. I believe it was willful choice to uh, to attempt 
to do something nefarious to our government, a, a nefarious attempts to thwart a process that even though we didn't agree with it, we could have dissented in other ways. I think there were other get... ways that that January 6th was in the end all be all. And I think so he... I believe that people. No, I was just saying, I actually agree. I agree with you on that. I think we should have handled it a different way uh, because now I know a lot of people, their lives are really literally ruined. I know a guy that didn't even go inside the building. Yeah. And uh, and he was just pushing against a guardrail against somebody's riot shield. And now he's getting charged with assaulting a, uh, you know, government police officer. And he's literally facing 40 years in prison. But this is what this is where I have an issue, though. And then I look at I look at cities like Portland, though, Portland. And we have a mayor, uh, Ted Wheeler there. They burned down or they tried to they attempted to burn the the federal courthouse for over 63 days. And the only person that got charged was a woman. And she ended up getting four months of house arrest and she threw a Molotov cocktail. So my point being is that these mayors have a lot of power um, when it comes to these cities. What do you think? How did Mayor, how did Muriel Bowser handle January 6th, in your opinion? Well, Alex, now looking at you, you were there. I saw you walking <laughs> by my house. Not TZ. Yeah, yeah. I, I would have <laughs> had a selfie. Right you know, you know it's funny? That, if I was there, you would have known it because I, I I'm so in love with myself. I would have had 5,000 selfies. So go ahead. But yeah. No, but I'm just saying, how did Mary Alex, do you, I love the work you're doing. I appreciate that. Really, and, I, and I love that you come up. But how, how did she handle Did she even have any effect on January 6th? Or is that just way above her pay grade? Uh, She's weak as usual, Alex. She's weak. She's a placeholder. She's one of the weakest mayors in the country. Uh, She's a a waffler. She's a mayor that goes with Michael Bloomberg and then switches sides when Biden wins to now endorsing Biden. She doesn't. She'll Muriel will change with the wind. She'll change with the wind. I don't believe I believe she had more information and could have done things to to thwart. Uh, January 6th. And uh, I I believe that she failed to act in a timely manner. I believe that MPD uh, had more information and she controls, the mayor controls our city police department. We could have done things much better that we didn't do. And uh, it all falls at the uh, Muriel's uh, responsibility. I really do believe that. Yeah, well, I mean, the the world that we live in, though, is really kind of sad. I think we are in the upside down clown world. And I think, you know, I agree with you on the vaccines. I think, you know, there are a lot of stuff we do agree with. But this this is my this is my issue, though. I think what's like plaguing America the most right now is we're so divided. So as a mayor, how would you try to, you know, in that division? How do you kind of how do we all get along? Uh, because that's what they want us to do. They want us to keep fighting each other so we don't actually fix the problems. So how yeah. do and, and this is another thing is. Even though I do believe, you know, we do have, a, you know, a system that does oppress black people. I don't think racism is as big as issue. Like you'll see, you'll see Don Lamont on CNN will say, say, uh, white supremacy is the nation's biggest problem. Yet he's married to a white man. Uh, you'll have Lori Lightfoot, the mayor of Chicago, say white supremacy is the biggest problem. She's married, married to, a, to white a white woman. woman. So I'm yeah. just saying, well, it seems very hypocritical. I'm not saying racism doesn't exist, but there's racism between Asians and blacks. There's racism between black. There's lots of, of racism. How do we, in yeah. your opinion, how do we fix that? How do we all get along, James? Uh, of course, racism exists. And we all know that as the black man in this country, I know that. But I, 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 I talked earlier that I don't think we're as divided as we think we are. Uh, I think certainly the Russians have, and I'm not, not a conspiracy theorist. I am. It's been proven <laughs> that, you know, uh, the Russians have infiltrated our social media and make it look as if we're more divided than we are. If there's an article regarding race, they have operatives that go in and kind of sow seeds of division. 
Uh, one, as mayor of this city, I will ensure, one, that we do more of what I'm doing right now, not being fearful of people that may identify as a Republican or may not necessarily agree with me on everything. Talk with them, sit down with them, have a dialogue, not say, oh, I'm in office, so I don't need to talk with Republicans. I don't need to talk with independents. You know how many Republicans are in our city, how many independents in our, are in our city? But you know what? Leadership is afraid to engage them. But any real good leader recognizes that he serves the people. And it's your job to serve Republicans, independents, and Democrats. It's your job to act like you are a public servant, not like the people serve you. Well, that's, that's how I'll change this stuff. That's a, that's a good point. And I think Michael Jordan said it best when describing why he never talked about politics. He said, because Republicans buy sneakers, too. And I know, I mean, he, that he, but he's not even saying that in a flippant response. He's just like Republicans exist, too. Conservative people exist, too. They they you know, they're really not that much. Even, different. Absolutely. Yeah. So so I think we do have to meet in the middle. But this is another thing. Uh, uh, you know, everybody in my chat, they're they're kind of getting mad because I'm being so nice, you know, to you, even though you have an opposite viewpoint. But I, I, I consider myself a populist just because and, and really and truly, I actually believe that we should have uh, universal health care. I think it'd be crap. I think it'd be totally crappy if we have to depend on the government for our health care because our government is, uh, in my opinion, is basically autistic. Uh, but I do think that we should have it because I know people that have taken Ubers um, to the hospital because they're afraid to call an ambulance because they don't they don't want to pay that the money for an ambulance. Right. So I guess what do you how do we handle uh, health care, in your opinion, James? Well, I, I think we're going the right direction in with health care right now. I think uh we have a system that provides a, a quasi-universal uh, health care for people. The government hasn't completely taken over our health care system. So anyone that says that uh, is, is ill-informed. And, and so I think the system we're on now where people uh, get to still choose, you have a right to get a private health uh, insurance right now. Uh, I know How do I know that? Because I have it right now. You don't have to choose, uh, you know, the Affordable Care Act or, you know, uh, Trump changed uh, the requirements to enroll, as I understand. So I think healthcare is going fine in this company. I think where we we have a the the healthcare uh, problem is with uh, you know one insurance companies. I mean, I think we need to regulate them to make sure they're not gouging consumers. And if we can do that, we can make sure that there's better access. Uh, we can make sure that there's uh, more doctors that can treat. You know, those are the sorts of things we need to look at foundational things. We need to look at root causes when it comes to our health care. Now, if anyone's asking any or saying you're not being tough enough on me, I think they're wrong about that. I'm no, that's a politician. No, I know I am. I am. Okay. Okay. And I know, and I, and I really don't care what the chat says. I'm me. I'm unapologetically myself. Okay. So what do we think about the military industrial complex? A lot of our money goes to fight these wars in foreign countries. And I think that if we reallocated that money to help our citizens, I think that would solve a lot of problems here in the home front. So, so I know a mayor doesn't deal with the military, but I just like to get your personal mm -hmm. opinion, James. Well, how do you feel that our, you know, our funding in the military industrial complex? Do you think it's necessary to have all these wars? Because I personally we don't. Gotta stay out of foreign wars, Alex. We got to stay out of foreign wars. Why are we pouring all this money over there? Why are we doing uh, pop-up delegations in the Ukraine? You know what I mean. We need to spend less time on foreign wars and reinvest that money in our cities where we our cities are looking like tent encampments. Every major U.S. city. I'm looking at Union Station. I'm sure you've been in there, Alex, in D.C. And you see you look in front of it. It's like a tent encampment. We can solve homelessness. We really can.
But we can't do it by funneling millions and billions of dollars of foreign aid into military help in a war that we have no business being in. No, you're 100 percent right. We agree on that. We need leaders that are going to willing be willing to do the hard stuff. Our leaders are afraid of backlash. We have people being elected by machines. And I'm asking all of your users, you might not agree with everything I'm saying, but I need your help. We need your help within eight days, seven days it is now. I'll be, I need to be on the debate stage on Fox 5. If I don't have a thousand individual donors giving me just one dollar, it's not about the amount you give. It's about the quantity of donors, the number of donors. You can, you can donate literally in 30 seconds. And Alex, I hope you allow me to tag yeah, a video of course. on yeah, this. Yeah, please. Where, where do they donate? Tell them where they can donate. I'll, I'll try to put it on the screen. It's, real quick. it's, it's Butler, the number four, DC.com. You oh, go your website. To that website. So your website here. Yes. Let, me, let, me, okay. let me put that on there. There's a thing. big blue donate button right at the top. And literally, all I'm asking for, nothing more. I just want $1 and we show them that we're not going to silence voices. Show them we can't have a candidate that's tough on crime and not a defund the police candidate. Show them we can make our American city safer for when you want to visit. You don't have to look over your shoulder expecting to be carjacked or mugged. It's Butler, the number 4DC.com. You hit that donate button. It literally takes about 30 seconds, and that will help us get our numbers up. We have only a, a few hundred right now, but they put this arbitrary and capricious thing on us, Georgetown University did, because they know we're not an established. None of my opponents have to do that. Why? Because they're enrolled in fair elections taking taxpayer dollars. I'm not, so I have to show them I can get a 1,000 independent donors. Makes no sense to me at all. Well, if you guys want to support him, I put I put a donate at uh, butler4dc.com. I put on you can't see it, uh, James, but it is on the screen. So that's where people if you guys want to see him debate. And I do, because even though you're a Democrat and we don't you know agree on everything, I think you're more based in reality than a lot of the other Democrats. So I would like to see you at I, least. I think I take you on in the debate, Alex. I'll, I'll debate you all day. One I mean, side I'll, versus OK, the other. well, but let's let's. But, and I will all day. I love to debate. But this is the thing. OK, teasing you. I no, like no, you, Alex. I do, too. I like you. But so tell me this. What do you think about this? All the, right now, we have a drug epidemic in our country. A lot of young people are, are overdosing on fentanyl. I lost one of my good friends from a fentanyl overdose. So how do we address all the drug issues, all the young people dying, and all the drugs being flooded through our United States border between Texas and Mexico and Texas and California? Hey, Alex, my condolences to you on the loss of your friend. I, I truly mean that. Um, that. I don't know you well, but I get a very favorable impression of you. And so I'm sorry to hear that. Uh, I have seen a number of people uh, die in our city. I, When I'm out walking or on my runs, we know that we get uh, what they refer to as bad batches of fentanyl in our city. I am authorized to also carry around Narcan and inject people. Uh, I haven't uh, needed to do that yet, but uh, because typically our EMS response time are, is pretty quick. Um, we need to punish people that will bring these illegal drugs into our country and across the border. We need to not give them slaps on wrists. We need to make sure they are punished and put out of commission. Where, and when I mean that, and we need to give them significant jail time because they're doing a lot of harm on our streets. At the same time, we need to be sure that people who are currently addicted have avenues of health with our departments of behavioral health, 
We need to ensure that they can get the requisite help that they need so that they can become clean and sober. We will do that. We will. We know that there are people addicted already that do not want to be addicted. But if they remain addicted, they will end up just like your friend, Alex. They will end up dead. So we need to be ensured that we have the mayor that will have that not only the mind to run the city, but the compassion and heart to run the city to look out for those that are addicted. I will tell you, I have walked with this current mayor, literally physically, we've walked uh, on, in my single member district when I was a commissioner and uh, in drug infested areas. And I've watched her shake the hand of one of these people prior to COVID and immediately ask for hand sanitizer after. I mean, that to me, it just shows you, and I'm not being petty here, but it just shows you how people think about these people. I don't look at them like that because I know that could be me. But for the grace of God, go I. So we need a mayor that has the intellect and the mind capacity, but also the heart capacity. I hope Muriel Bowser uses a bunch mayor. of. I hope she uses a bunch of hand sanitizer because I know it's really healthy for you. I hope she uses it every ten thousand times a day. That is really good for her health. I mean that, Muriel Bowser. Use it. Take a bath in it. It's really good stuff for you. Okay, um, but but on a, on a serious note, though, a lot of people are asking me, what is your opinion on the wall on uh, illegal immigration in our country? Because you know you see Governor Abbott, and which I don't. A lot of conservatives are cheerleading. Oh, he's driving people all the way to Washington D.C. I don't. I think that's kind of a waste of taxpayer money anyway. Um, and the reason why I think it's a big deal is I'm not even anti-immigration, but a lot of the sex trafficking, a lot of these people are young girls, young kids coming here. So what do you, what's your opinion on the illegal immigration coming through our country? You need to tell Abbott, he needs to shut it down. Stop <laughs> okay, you're cutting out. Wait, hold on. Pause. Will you say that again? Because that's a good sound bite. Here, pause. <laughs> Wait, 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 pause, pause. You got to say that again. Your internet connection was all messed up. I want to hear what you had to say. What does Governor Abbott need to do? Okay. We need to tell Governor Abbott he needs to shut it down and stop sending all those people to this tiny I'm going to tell him to send more now just because I know it actually is bugging you. So is it, do you you think it's making an effect, James? Do you think it's actually affecting the city of D.C., him doing that? I think it's a waste. I think it's a waste for him to send him anywhere in the country. I think think it's a waste. And I I do think it's problematic for people that live in the district because we care uh, about uh, these people, too. Uh, But we also know, you know, that illegal immigration has affected this country. We cannot leave our our, our borders for us forever. This country, uh, I am uh, in agreement with making people uh, wait while they seek asylum in their native country, uh, unless it's uh, we uh, deem the, the situation immediate and immediate need to their threat uh, or life, I should, or threat to their life is what I meant to say. So uh, we can't continuously have an, an entirely uh, forest border and we cannot support it and we cannot uh, expect even especially during a global pandemic, uh, things to be safely done if we continue to allow our border to be porous. Whether a wall is the most effective way to do it or not, I don't necessarily agree with that. Let me be clear. Well, we, I don't know. I, the only reason, the only thing I don't like about a wall is it kind of messes with the wildlife. I do think we need a wall. But um, okay, uh, so tell me about what do you think all the child sexual grooming with all the teachers and the CRT? I mean, that's a real hot button issue that you'll be handling as a mayor. Do you think there is an amount of sexual grooming? You see libs of TikTok, a lot of these teachers, or do you think that's a fake or a right wing conservative conspiracy? 
Alex, stop it. You know that's a conspiracy. I don't buy any of that at all. Uh, I don't think people should be espousing stuff, conspiratorial things that are not based in truth. I don't believe people are being groomed. I don't believe, believe I do believe pedophiles exist when they exist. I, I mean, years ago when I worked at a prosecutor's office outside of Cleveland, uh, we, I did under Megan's law, was just the law had just recently been promulgated. And uh, we did punish sexual predators and pedophiles and those sorts of things. So I'm, I'm really big on that. When people break the law and they prey upon uh, young minds and young impressionable minds, they should be published. Yeah, I just don't believe that it is. I'm sorry, hopefully. No, you're back. You're back. Well, I think there, I think, you know, in this day and age, a lot of these teachers are really open with their students, especially with social media. Like when I was a kid, we didn't have social media. Are you, are you, is, are you losing battery? Can't We're losing the connection, James. Hey, I'm like, we're plugged in. I think we got You're plugged it. in. Okay, Alex. give it a second. Give it a second to catch up. Okay, okay, okay. So you don't think you don't think the sexual grooming is a big deal? Okay. So what do you think about Disney though? Disney's fighting the "Don't Say Gay" bill in Florida. I know that's not your jurisdiction, but this is the same company, Disney. When they put out a Star Wars, when they put out a Star Wars poster of John Boyega in China, they have to airbrush him off because the Chinese don't want an African American on it. And then, and when they have the Beast of Dumbledore, they're a movie in Saudi Arabia. They uh, have to edit out the gay scenes. And then during Gay History Month, June Pride Month. Um, they, in Saudi Arabia, they will not post a, a pride flag. So why don't these corporations follow the, you know, why are they able to be, to waffle when they want gay rights in America, but in other countries where it's not part of the culture, they won't have the same principles? Why, why, are, why, are they, so, why don't so, they have integrity? So I wouldn't, I don't know if it's an issue of integrity. I don't know that it's an issue of, because I don't know what went into this determining what their international marketing uh, would look like. Sometimes there is, uh, you know, a certain, uh, there's certain ethnicities, but there's also tied into religion. And so, uh, you know, it could Love be you, an Alex Hart. religion type of thing that they made the decision on. I don't know. Uh, I'm not saying I agree with it or disagree with it. What I'm saying is I don't have enough information to agree with you that it's an integrity issue, but I also uh, don't have enough information to opine as to how and why they made those decisions and if I agree with it. So it's a little bit unfair to see. I can tell you my feelings about what's happening here. I think it's probably better left to Governor DeSantis over there, but I could give you my opinions. But when you go into the realm of why is their international marketing approach different there than it is here, I respectfully just do not have enough information to uh, sound intelligent when I uh, give you a response to that, Alex. That's fair. That's fair. And I like that answer that, you know, you don't want to answer it if you haven't really looked into it enough. Because I answer everything, even if I don't have, if I haven't done any research. Alex, I just go in my see, gut. Okay. That's but, why I like you. You're a I, rascal. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm telling you, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a psychopath. Okay. But let's talk about this. Okay. So, Jeffrey Epstein, we got to get into some deep topics. You talk about the, you know, the sexual grooming and the sexual predator. We know Jeffrey you Epstein. Donald Trump's, you mean Donald Trump's friend? Uh, yeah, they, they were friends. Okay. Yes, they were. But uh, Bill, Bill and Clinton, Clinton and Bill Clinton yeah, was yeah, on there 26 okay. times with no secret service. Hey, dude, this is the thing is Donald Trump for me. And this is going to piss people off. He, he did a lot of stuff that I'm very mad about. He basically the WikiLeaks with Julian Assange handed him the 2016 election with all the stuff on on uh, Podesta and Hillary. And he didn't even uh, pardon 
did not pardon Julian Assange. We talk about the vaccine. He became the biggest vaccine salesman. There's a lot of stuff with, with Trump's presidency. You look at his son, Jared Kushner, and a lot of the business dealings that he did were, you know, were not America, didn't have America's best interest. So I don't necessarily, I'm not some diehard Trumper. Now, now I kind of looking back now with this Roe versus Wade thing kind of flipping the other way, I'm like, well, that's pretty, that's a, that's a check in the, in the side of Donald Trump. But Donald Trump's as crooked as a dog's hind leg too. Donald Trump's got an ego. He wants to make money. I mean, come on. We know that you don't get to be president of the United States unless you're basically a crooked person, unless you can kind of weasel your way up there. Sadly, that's just how the world works. You know, you don't get in that sort of power without cutting a few heads off. Um, so I'm, I guess what I'm saying is when we look at people like Jeffrey Epstein and a higher up, and I know as a mayor, that's not, you know, that's a little above your pay grade or that's not your thing is how do we, you, you say there isn't a child, you, you, excuse me, you did say earlier that you did work against some cases, uh, of where there was child pedophilia and child predators. So how do we, so how do we stop that? I mean, that, that to me, I think that is an issue. I think there are a lot of kids that are being sexually groomed. And I think there is a lot of sexual molestation. I think there's people high up in our government that are connected with these evil people. So I guess, how do you as a mayor, do we bring light on this subject and try to stop it? I do think that. I mean, I guess you could say well, that's a conspiracy, but I well, do, I, I do think that. No, no. I think they're, so we're talking about almost two different things. Uh, sexual uh, trafficking is, is absolutely a real thing. Uh, I will uh, pursue it with the U.S. Attorney's Office, and we're going to do them just like we did Jeffrey Epstein. We're going to put them in jail. Yeah. I am not light on crime of any kind. I'll never be light on crime of any kind, but we need to put them in jail. You need to send out a message, no matter what their status, no matter how rich, how poor they are, where they come from, what their zip code is, put them in jail. We need to do it at a federal level. We will do it. I will do it as mayor at the city level. And we won't tolerate that at all in our city. Now, rather, if they're grooming uh, people, as you uh, say they are, uh, that's going to be punishable, too, just like sexual trafficking, because I believe, uh, you know, it may be more surreptitiously done if you're doing the grooming part, but it's still unlawful. So any of that that goes on or if anyone has information of that going on under a Butler administration, I can assure you. I'm not afraid of Jeffrey Epstein. Well, he's dead now. Yeah, but I'm not afraid of Maybe. anyone that operates at that level. Well, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think he's There's dead. I do think theories. he's dead. Yeah. I actually do I think, think he's, he's dead. Yeah. But yeah, I'm just, okay. But yeah. okay, so tell me this though. This and I keep on saying that. Excuse me. This is for me, and this is a this is a close personal issue. So my family, we are in the bail bond business. I'm actually a licensed bail bondsman myself, and that's another <laughs> reason why the crime is so high. I know it's funny. I get people out of jail. I hate it because it's like swimming in a toilet bowl and having to be responsible. But that's the problem. The same form in Washington and New York and Los Angeles that you would sign to get a public defender, you can now sign and you can get released out of jail on an ROR bond, released on own recognizance is what that stands for. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and nobody, and the reason why that's an issue is because the police, you and I both know the police morale is low and they're overworked. So they're not able to arrest somebody for the original crime and then rearrest them for not going to court. So the reason why that's important is you have a bail bondsman that would actually be responsible for them going to court. So it's like having a dog, the bounty hunter, not just him, but that's a symbol. That's what a bounty hunter is for the people that don't realize it. Bounty hunter is a private police and they have a private investigator's license. So if you have a felony warrant, which I have, I can arrest you. If you have a felony, even though I'm not a cop, if you have a felony warrant, I can legally put you in handcuffs and take you to jail if you're under my bond. This is what I'm saying. How, how do you fix bail reform? Because that's a big issue. A lot of people, the mayor might not know this, Muriel Bowser, because what they do is under the guise of progressivism or social justice, they say, oh, bail bonds are illegal, or excuse me, bail bonds are racist because it dis- dis- 
disproportionately affects poor people. Yet there's a reason why if you're poor and your family won't help out, usually that's because you've burned that bridge so many times. There's a reason why a bonson won't touch you because if your mom, your aunt, your cousin, your best friend won't help you get out of jail, there's a reason why you might not have any friends. You might be a menace to society and you might need to do some time in jail. So what's your opinion on the bail reform and, and how do we fix that in D.C.? I'm going to be honest with you. I will work with the U.S. Attorney's Office and ensure that anyone who has committed a violent crime remains in jail during the, the, their pendency for trial. They won't be out uh, on their own recognizance. Uh, and um, I do believe, however, though, that we don't need to bring bail to D.C., cash bail mm. to D.C. And so I'll tell you why. Well, you're I'll wrong. You go yeah. ahead. Go yeah. ahead. Okay. Because okay. your city's on fire. Kids are getting murdered every day. That, no, but go no, ahead. No, I'd no. like to hear your no. reason. So, Alex, Alex, don't, don't commingle the two. Don't commingle the two. When I talk about violent crime, you're going to stay in jail for violent crime. So the second part of what I was going to say is that if it's a misdemeanor, then you can be released on your own recognizance. But for violent crime, we're going to work to with the U.S. Attorney's Office to ensure that you stay in during the pendency of your trial. James, let me tell you something. Have you ever heard of the term gateway drugs? Certainly. Marijuana is the gateway drug. Okay, that's course. very fair. Okay, well, there's a thing that's called mm-hmm. gateway crimes. Now, people usually, when they first, usually their first crime is not murder. Usually you steal something from the convenience store. And then you steal something from somebody's house. And then you steal a car. So what I'm saying is, yes, when you're light on misdemeanors, other criminals, they realize they can go into jail. They might only be in jail for a few hours. They meet other criminals. What people don't realize when you go to jail, jail is actually not good because what happens is jail is basically just like a criminal school. It's just a school on how to become a better criminal. And that's serious. I know that's funny, but that's I, a, I, I honestly agree with you. That's 100 percent what it is. People yeah. learn scams. They learn all kinds of they go in. They go in there for a small crime. Oh, I boosted a car. Next thing you know, they come out of drug kingpin. They know how to sell drugs. They I'm just saying it, it is literally like a it'd be like going to a, a college and it they used to call it that because my dad's in the bail bond business for a long time when kids would get arrested from like an affluent family or something and they had to serve time because it was a big crime as a felony or something they say oh he went off to college you know that just you know he went off to but with all due respect if i'm mayor i got Mm -hmm. i still have a legislative body called the city council i can't change all the laws with regards to misdemeanors i have to be honest with you and pragmatic about what i can do in four to eight years I'm being fair with you. Yeah, I know. I know. But this, this is the thing is I'm, I'm a tinfoil hot conspiracy theorist. Like I do believe there's like a, you know, a people it's, I think it's, there's a new world order. And I think what's happening is they're trying to destabilize our country in order to gain a global dominance. I think multinational corporations are trying to ruin the structure of America in order to make our country literally one day. And I'm not talking about in our lifetimes to be ruled under one person, but, but without crazy conspiracy stuff, what I see right in front of my face that I can prove is I can see that we are being light on crime and that when, when people are, are going to jail, I agree. What I'm saying is they're like, I'm talking about not all my crazy conspiracy stuff. This is me being based in reality. I'm saying when I look at a, a system that lets criminals get out of jail, even for misdemeanor stuff. And I'm, and I think our justice system is sometimes too punitive at the same time. But I think we should hold people responsible. And the problem is, is, is you and I, James, because we do not fit in that socioeconomic um, uh, level, you and I would have to pay for a bond. You and I would not be able to, we would not be afforded the same ROR bond because we wouldn't be able to fill out the same form that we're indigent. So this is why I think it disproportionately affects people that that actually have money in that case. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, I, I don't well, I, You forget I'm running a, a citywide campaign, uh, which is standing on to being governor here. I am probably indigent right now. 
<laughs> okay, well, then maybe you are indigent. You can sign the form and you can get out of jail for free. I'm just saying. I'm most, you, but you, you see what I'm point. what I'm yeah. saying is is most people like like um. This is the reason why it's a big deal is is for me when we look at our crime. You say we're tough on crime, and I don't want people to waste away in a prison. I think a prison is the thing. You look at a lot of other countries; they have a, a, a lot of more progressive systems where it's more of a rehabilitation thing. We should have more of a rehabilitation process than a punitive process. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, but this at the same time, you have people that are addicted to drugs. When you are addicted to drugs, you will rob, steal, and kill to get more drugs. You'll do anything. Yes, you'll do anything. So it, uh, uh, drugs can turn a good person, an honest person, into a bad crook. So it's not necessarily that the criminal is even a bad person. It's that they're hooked on an evil drug that they will do anything. They will steal from their grandparents. Uh, Vincent Wilfork is an NFL champion, played for the Patriots. He just had his son arrested. His mm-hmm. son stole all of his Super Bowl rings and his national championship yes, ring, sold them yes. for three hundred thousand dollars. And he didn't mean that. He he filed a, a police report, and they found out that it was his son that did it. So what I'm saying is. People, drugs will make your own son steal from you. Some of your most important possessions. That doesn't mean, I I doubt his son doesn't not love his dad. But what I'm saying is now this kid, if we don't give him a punishment, he's going to think that he can get away with it for the rest of his life. At some point, we do have to teach people lessons. I mean, actions have consequences, but we have a system right now. Or people's negative actions had no consequences. In New York City, a guy rubbed poop on a girl's face, was out of jail in 24 hours. Muriel Browser, two teens murdered an uber eats a guy with four kids driving I, I, for I uber know exactly basically retired they're out of jail in 48 hours that is a well, that's I a major problem you under butler mayoralty it would never happen alex it would never happen i would that, never never i guarantee you and that's why you guys can donate you'll see in the top there it says donate butler for dc.com and we need to get him up to a thousand donations we have a few hundred right here we got we got about a thousand people watching a total right now uh, on all the channels connected. So if everybody here gave $1, I know not everybody will, but I'm saying you guys should support it. I'd like to see, I'd like to see Mayor uh, Butler. Or I'd like to see Mayor Butler because then I'm friends with the mayor and then maybe we can actually right. make some changes. Well, people don't realize this though, James, is they don't want to, a lot of people are so dug in with their identity politics. That's what I don't like is that they can't meet in the I middle. I don't like that at all. And, yeah. and, they, and they can't, you know what, like even people listening to me now, they, I really, really hope that you all understand that dissent made this country. Us not agreeing made this country. We can still talk. We can still help each other. We can still work to further the ends of democracy. The only way that we get better is by continuing to talk with each other, by continuing to hear each other. But the problem I find now is that our world exists in this way. If I don't like your views, I can only watch Fox. If I don't like your views, I can watch CNN. If I don't like your uh, views, I just, uh, you know, silence you on Facebook. I silence you on Instagram or Twitter. But I think we need to start listening to each other more, talking to each other more. And you'll find that we're not that much different. You will find that our desires for our great country called America and furtherance of our democracy is not that deeply divided. We're stronger together. And I don't mean to sound too Don't say, don't say that. That's Hillary saying, no, oh, I hate yeah. Hillary. Okay, go ahead. Sorry. Hillary okay, Clinton's the worst. I actually forgot that was her. I actually forgot that. But the reality is, in a literal sense, I'm saying it not as a parodying uh, uh, a catchphrase, but saying it in a literal English sense, that we are, as a country, 
stronger when we work together, when we have dialogues, when I can talk and laugh with Alex and share with him my platform. And he doesn't shut me up, but he, he listens to me. And I listen to Alex. You know, I learn by watching Fox. I learn by watching CNN. But folks, I will say, if you have even shut me down right now in your mind, you are doing yourself a disservice and you're doing this country a disservice. Yes, I said it from a man who's not afraid of everything. You're doing yourself a disservice and this country a disservice. And guys, and James is, is on my show knowing that him and I do not, do not have the same political ideology. So I appreciate him coming on. Okay, so and we're, we got about eight minutes left in the show. So let's, let's talk about wow. a couple I know it went by fast. That okay, went fast. Joe Biden. We're talking about Joe Biden. We talk about rising inflation. I know you're running for mayor, but right now, a family's the gas prices are so high. He's blaming everything on Vladimir Putin. I heard you say something about Russian disinformation earlier, which I don't necessarily believe. It's you know as bad as they say on CNN. You know they said RussiaGate, but I guess how does how does Joe Biden do a better job as president? Because right now, I mean, we're going. We, you have to admit that we're trending in the wrong direction. I believe. I think that's universally accepted that yeah, with inflation. I, I, and I prices. do agree. Yeah, I do agree, Alex. Um, I have to plug this in. The first time I met you was through a video that went viral, and it was about five in the morning. And I'm looking at this video, and I, you know, before I have my coffee, I'm not laughing. I'm not talking. I'm not doing any of that stuff. I see this video come across my screen and I just busted out laughing. Now, fortunately, I live alone. So. <laughs> so thanks for giving me the laugh. Let's talk about inflation now. Um, well, what video? What video? The, the country Which, is not wait, moving. Wait, in. wait, wait. Which video it was, was it? It was the though? one of you through. It was you rapping before the, the council. Okay, you crying. Okay, okay, okay. You, okay, but, you, okay, I appreciate honestly, that. You are the worst rap artist that I heard. I'm the I best rap artist. I'm Price I'm James, I got more bars than a Xanax dealer. I'm the, I'm the king of the conspiracy castle, James. Yeah, okay, okay, but listen, I'm slightly, uh, I'm a cringe rapper, but go ahead. No, I know, I know. Forget about laughing Alex, in my video. I'm a so comedian. Okay. okay, that makes you feel good, but, but, but okay. At any rate. But tell um, us, how, Joe Biden. I do think we're going in the wrong going. direction. I, I, he, was, he was not my first choice for president, I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, my vote for Joe Biden uh, was a vote against Donald Trump. I'm going to be very, very candid with you. Uh, he was not a choice of mine. Uh, I, I think he's been weak. I think he's been slow at moving on a lot of things. I will say this in his defense. He's got a lot of things on his plate right now. He needs to step it up. He needs to turn this thing around. We need to be less focused on Ukraine, more in focus on what's happening here in our country. We need to be sure that if we bring these gas prices down, if it means us tapping more into our own reserves, being less reliant on foreign oil, we need to do those sorts of things. Um, uh, you know, inflation just doesn't happen, though, in less than a year or less than two years. Uh, this inflation, uh, you talk with any economist, uh, it's been in the works for some time. Uh, did uh, Joe Biden's presidency put it over? Uh, I don't know. It may have. But I do think he's been uh, a reasonably weak president that I'd like to be see be a lot stronger on a lot of issues that relate to us domestically. Uh, and um, if he doesn't do that, uh, the Democrats are set to lose midterms. I'm being honest with you. Yeah, I think set you got to lose the midterms in the House and in the Senate. I think that's a strong possibility. OK, Kamala Harris dated Montel Williams. Do you like Montel Williams? Do you like Kamala Harris more? Well, uh, isn't Montel Williams from uh, Cleveland? 
I, I don't know. Maybe he was good though. He, he was is. a great I'm, talk I'm, show I'm, host. I like. I'm, I'm, I'm as a talk show host. I, I'm a Montel Williams fan. But okay. But so, what do you think about Kamala Harris? Because really, I think she's and and I just think she's in over her head. I think her the name three is Kamala. Kamala. Excuse me, Kamala. Excuse me. Kamala. I want. I don't want a dead name. Kamala. <laughs> but uh, Kamala Harris. But this is the thing. Is is she was. This is the reason why I have a problem with Kamala. She she and, and, and she put in the three strike laws that disproportionately affected black people. There's a black guy that went to misdemeanor for a piece of pizza got life in prison you can look that up that she was one of the authors of that same with joe biden so i just look at these I look at a lot of the policies they put in she says she's a black person but i don't think that she's actually helped the black community very much uh do you think she's been think a, she a good either okay so you agree that she hasn't yeah. been because uh, her prior acts i i do they, you know you and i both know that certain people have to be put in certain positions because they meet certain criteria. i don't you know, Joe Biden said that he would nominate a black woman. Let's just say it with her, the, her looks. She's got the corporate looks. Uh, you know, she has the cross appeal being, being, of being called black and first Indian president. And I, I honestly believe that certain things just need to happen because the establishment says it does, so to speak. Do I agree with that? Absolutely not. Am I going to assail her uh, for taking an opportunity and seizing the job that she was offered? I mean, most of us probably would have. You know, I would when too. Sarah Palin yeah. was offered, but most when Sarah Palin was offered the job by John John McCain, I'm like, that's silly. But Sarah Payne, Sarah Palin entered this arena where she fit a description on what the Republicans were looking at that time to to woo and dazzle the Republican side of America. So let's understand that a lot of times these people are put there because the numbers, the data and the pollsters say this is what we need to make this happen. Okay, I've got two more questions, and we're going to wrap things up. My uh, first to last question, comedy. In this day and age, I believe the reason why I've been successful because now comedy is all about intersectionality. It's about having, you know, like, a, you know, a gay lead, a, you know, gay lesbian lead, instead of actually just, you know, making the story about the story. You know, what I'm trying to say is, like, Saturday Night Live used to be the number one show, and now it's a lot about intersectionality because they don't want to offend people. They won't go exactly. after Big Pharma. So do you think comedy is being affected by wokeness and political correctness, James? Yeah, I mean, of course it is. It's a joke, people. Yeah. Lighten up. It's a joke. What happened to the good old days when we could joke? But it's just a joke. And we could laugh without people being so fragile, without your feelings getting hurt. I mean, come on now. I, 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 I really do long for the days of a joke just simply being a joke. And it is, we are, we are so PC now that you can't say this or you're going to get canceled. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm sorry, but I don't agree with it. But I do think we've gone overboard. And I do think we need to shake ourselves and lighten up and just relax a little bit. Relax a little bit as a country, as a city. Yeah, no, I think you definitely have a, you know, you obviously can relax. You can come on my show. We can joke around. Okay, this is the last question. And then, then I want you to plug all your stuff. Kentaji Brown Jackson, we're talking about intersectionality. She she may have been qualified, but you look at her you look at her history, her um her resume. She's actually been pretty tough and uh, pretty lenient, excuse me, on uh, child predators. She cannot define when asked, uh, "Can you define a woman?" She said, "That is up to a biologist." Can you define a woman, uh, future Mayor Butler? Uh, I think Kentaji uh, Jackson Brown, the justice, uh, refused to. Uh, answer that question because uh, she was probably instructed by her counsel 
during her hearings not to answer the question. I'm sure she's qualified. I'm sure she possesses the requisite intellect to answer that question. Uh, and I, I believe a, a woman is uh, someone that identifies as a woman. You don't have to have ovaries or anything or be able to have a baby. You didn't ask that. No. Uh, well, I'm just saying for me, when they ask, like, <laughs> like I said, people get mad at me. If you're if you're above 18, I think you can you can transition all you want. For me, I do think it gets a little weird when we start giving gender reassignment surgery and hormone blockers to children that we don't let smoke cigarettes. We don't let them drink alcohol. We don't let them drive cars. We don't let them join the military. Yet we're going to all of a sudden let them. We don't even let them choose what they eat for dinner. Most nine year olds. Yeah, I, gonna- I don't believe the kids should. I don't believe the kids should be doing all of that stuff. And I don't believe that parents should be allowing their kids to do that. Uh, but uh, mature adults, they can call themselves whatever they want to be called. But I made my position clear about separations with regards to sports. Uh, I mean, and if, if someone wants to uh, have gender reassignment and refer to themselves as a woman, that doesn't affect me. I'm not concerned about it. Call yourself whatever you, you want to call yourself a, a, a donkey. You can call yourself <laughs> Well, okay. I mean, I don't, no, don't, don't do that. Care. We're transspecies. I do yeah. jokes about that where my daughter wants to have a terrarium because my daughter Lizzie's a lizard. Okay, guys. All right. Well, this is, you know, I really appreciated this discourse. It could have gotten even more intense, but James, you're such a you're such an affable, nice guy. You got all that politician stuff. I hope that we can become friends and I hope I wish you a lot of success. So, guys, I, before I let you plug, we need to help James get into the debate at Georgetown University, even though Georgetown University is basically an evil, uh, 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 you know, no, not Friends already, Alex. Well, well, I'm just saying all of these, all of these Ivy League type schools are, you know, they're they're very, they act like they're very inclusive. But the, I just, I kind of, I'm kind of anti-establishment. And those guys are pro-establishment. So tell the people what you need. Reiterate, how can we get you into that debate at Georgetown? That's why debate is keeping me out. They know uh, where I'm leaning. I need 1,000 uh, donors just to give me one dollar. It doesn't need to. All I'm asking for is just one dollar. And you please don't give any more. If you want to do that later on, do it. But right now, with the next six days, I believe it is, we need 1,000 people to just give us $1. You can log on to www, of course. That's Butler, B-U-T-L-E-R, the number four, dc.com. Uh, Alex, I'm going to give you our link so they don't even have to go through all of that. They'll be able to go right to the, the uh, donate page. And it literally takes about 30 seconds. We do that within the next six days that guarantees us a spot on that stage. I don't believe anyone's voice should be silenced in our democracy. Right now, we're being silenced, folks. Right now, we are absolutely being silenced. Wow. Some people in the chat are like, great job. Some people are like, I'm going to unsub. I hate this guy. It's so funny, James. You know, we live in a society where you cannot please them all. So I don't try to please them all. Can can they see me kissing? Can they see me kissing at them? No, no, they don't see it. A lot of people like, some people are like, I'm going to go donate. Some people are saying, no, don't donate. So some people are like, dude, don't. Somebody said, I'll give a hundred bucks. So you know what I'm saying? It's going to be different people for different strokes for different folks. But I, hey, I appreciate you coming on. I don't want people like, oh, why don't you just have people with the same viewpoint as you come on the show? I don't, then we're just speaking to an echo chamber. So I like to hear different opinions. I'm you know, there's a, there's a lot we don't agree on, James. But I'm saying what we do agree on is that we got to talk it out. We got to work together because teamwork makes the dream work. This dialogue that we have to have this dialogue. This is what I hope these people understand. You can unsubscribe, but you're still in America. Our country will get better when we talk, when we exchange dialogue, when we can 
hear other dissenting points of view. It'll be better, I promise you. If you're unsubscribing and leaving, you're on the wrong side of history. Oh, I don't care. They can go ahead. But last question. Well, this is a, I'm, I'm actually planning on running for mayor of Dallas in 2023. And my thing, you and I are different. Like you're against prostitution. I actually do believe in red light districts. We should have safe use sites. And maybe, uh, you know, I don't know. I don't. The thing is, there's so much uh, child sex trafficking. Like I would actually like to figure out a way where we could have adults do it. So maybe that would limit the child sex trafficking. But we don't have to agree on that. This is what I do is important. What about kill shelters, animal kill shelters in Washington, D.C.? What is your opinion on that, James, before we go? Uh, give me, now you may be using, let me ask you specifically, what do you mean by that? Redescribe it, animal kill shelters. Well, a lot of, a lot of uh, shelters, a lot of animal shelters have to euthanize it. A lot of a lot of animal shelters mm-hmm. have to euthanize mm-hmm. their animals, and and you know the mayor actually has authority over that to make these you know to get funding so we could support these animals, and you wouldn't have to euthanize them, or at least you could extend the time. So, what what would your policy be on the euthanization of the uh, city-owned animal shelters? I, so I don't believe we do that. Currently. Is there no euthanization? I don't know DC's policy, to be honest. I know New York, they do. So that, that's why maybe I'm a little bit confused. You're cutting out. We're losing I, it. Yeah. So, so let me... Uh, well, look into it and let me know. It looks like we're dropping. This, the, the service is dropping. Okay, everybody. James, they can't hear you because it's all, it's all distorted. I think I, I don't think there is. We lost him. I think we lost James. He's frozen. All right, guys, that's it. That's so, uh, I don't think there is euthanization in DC on, on, on that. Yeah. Okay. Okay, perfect. That's keep it like that. Keep it like that. Okay, James, we're losing you. The service is out. We got to end the show. We love you guys. If you guys want to support James and get him in the debate, butlerfordc.com. See you, James. Here, stay on. I'll talk to you for a minute. A little bit, a little bit, but we're gonna end the stream because everybody's going crazy. Alex, can you hear me now? Okay, guys. See you guys. Alex. Alex. Alex.